Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 23 of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. This episode is for the week of November 1st, 2020. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Brian Reynolds, Vice President of Marketing of Episcopal Retirement Services, and I'm here with Kristen Davenport, our Director of Communications and our Executive Producer as well. How are you, Kristen? Doing well, Brian. Uh, glad to be still doing podcasts. It's November, and it's kind of exciting that we're continuing on uh, connecting with the residents this way. I love it. Absolutely. And we're getting a, a nice little warm week this week with some sunshine. So that's been a little bit refreshing as well. That is welcome. I love it. So the Linkage podcast is dedicated to educating our audience about issues regarding aging, informing people about the mission of ERS, and how that comes to life in our everyday interactions with our residents, clients, families, and our staff. So Kristen, you want to tell us about uh, what's coming up on our show? Yeah, absolutely, Brian. We've got three guests with us today. Um, we've got Stephen Fox. Stephen is a resident of Westminster Court in Blanchester, Ohio. And uh, Stephen will check in with us about what's happening out there to the east. And then we'll uh, check in with President and CEO Laura Lamb. She's always got some uh, updates for us, what's been going on around all the ERS communities. And then uh, our final guest is Mary Johnson from Dudley Square Patio Homes in Louisville, Kentucky. Well, it sounds like we've got a wonderful lineup once again, Kristen. Uh, so with that uh, being said, let's maybe we'll just go ahead and into our first segment. You want to introduce our first guest? Absolutely, Brian. So I got to uh, connect this week with Stephen Fox. Stephen lives in uh, Claremont County in Blanchester, Ohio. He's been a resident for several years out at uh, Westminster Court. Welcome him to our program and let's meet Stephen. Welcome, Stephen Fox. Thanks for being with us today on the podcast. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Yeah, um, I'm so glad you reached out and were willing to uh, to talk with us today about uh, how things are going. How, um, how's your day been there in Blanchester so far? Been going great. That's awesome. Well, I know um, during these times, we're all trying to you know, just stay engaged and, and healthy in every way that we can. Give us a little taste of, for our listeners, what it's like uh, out there in Blanchester and, and what maybe you've been doing with your neighbors to stay active and engaged. Well, I've been helping uh, Gail Porter, the service coordinator, and Char and Bridget, the community manager, and then her sister uh, pass out like flyers, newsletters, rent statements. I pass out everything that they need uh, passed out mm -hmm. to help them out. And then I'm a, uh, what you call stipend, and I like to do some cleaning for them and different things like that to help them out and just whatever they need done. And then there's a lot of elderly people here that uh, like need help, like getting their trash taken out and different things. And then they count on me to do things like that for them. Well, that is wonderful. So you're just basically uh, there to help your neighbor with whatever they might need. Yes. That's awesome. Well, I know Blanchester is um, a campus that uh, has not been renovated since uh, our group um, became the managers, um, but we that's a project that we did uh, receive tax credits for, and we're probably getting ready pretty soon here to start that uh, 
I know that'll be a big change for you guys, but uh, probably something that everybody's looking forward to, maybe not the construction, but when it's all said and done and finished. Yes. What? Uh, that'll be nice whenever it gets done. Yes, I don't know if you've uh, seen any of the, the communities that have undergone renovations, but it's really quite an improvement. Um, and I know that that's something that's needed for, for the campus in Blanchester. Yeah. Well, this uh, this time when we're trying to stay distance, I know there's a lot of things maybe that uh, still you're not doing. What are some of the things you're looking forward to, Stephen, when when this is all over, when it's all said and done that we can all get back to? Well, me and my fiance are getting married in March and uh, we're hoping that this uh, praying and hoping that this virus will be uh, lifting soon and uh, we're planning on uh, getting married on march 6th and then uh, and then we're planning on going and uh, on our honeymoon and that and then we're hoping that everything lifts and, and everything will be safe then oh yeah that that's for sure um we're all looking forward to that time when when we can get back to normal and um, of course we're hoping for that vaccine to come as soon as possible and we're also just hoping that people you know will abide by those things that uh, uh we've been advised you know staying distanced and and doing things that are lower risk like you know activities where people maybe wear a mask or are outside those those types of things yeah that's what we do we me and my fiance stay safe and wear our mask and and we pretty much stay in our apartment and you know keep it update clean and all that and do what we have to do well that that is wonderful and I, i'm glad that you you uh are have that to look forward to in march getting married that's really exciting um yeah kind of as spring arrives you'll have uh that to look forward to as well oh yeah well that's wonderful well steven it was really nice to get to know you today a little bit and hear a little bit about what's uh happening out in blanchester and uh yeah it's been a blessing getting, uh, talking to you well thank you so much um you stay safe out there say hi to all my friends and uh i look forward to the next time that uh, i'm out there and can visit and say hi in person all right and uh, it'd be nice speaking with you Kristen, what a, a wonderful interview with Stephen Fox of uh, Westminster Place in Blanchester. I, I really enjoyed hearing about his love story and getting getting married at an older age. It kind of reminds me of my own grand, grandmother that got remarried at age 80. I love that, that, uh, you know, he and his uh, fiance are hopeful that things will calm down with COVID and that they'll be able to enjoy a wedding and a honeymoon. And uh, it, it's it's a great reminder that there's uh, no age that uh, you aren't still falling in love. So that was uh, nice to hear from Stephen this week. Yeah. And it sounds like he's so helpful for his neighbors too. And I, I think that's always such a key to our affordable living communities is that sense of community and helping each other out. So it was great to hear that as well. Absolutely. Well, I guess next up, we've got our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. Laura is going to give us the weekly update for all things ERS. And here's Brian and Laura. So we're back again this week with president and CEO, Laura Lamb. How, hi, how are you, Laura? Hi, 
Brian. I'm doing well. How about you? Good. Good to be with you again and good to catch up as always. Well, I thought we'd start this week. Uh, we're just kind of coming out of the, the Halloween holiday and into the November holidays. And uh, there's been no shortage of celebration of the, the uh, of Halloween this year, even amongst the, the pandemic. And I was wondering if you could share uh, with our listeners, uh, all the activities, fun things that have been going on around our communities. Well, I tell you, the only way we'll be able to know that this was the year of the pandemic was that all of the pictures that we've collected, um, people are wearing face masks, which is kind of cool, um, right. you know, in, in your Halloween mask, plus um, a great surgical mask, or, right. you know, a, a, a coordinating mask. It's kind of yeah. Uh, well, like you said, there's no shortage. So we've had our affordable living residents have decorated their doors and there was a contest at a lot of our communities, kind, kind of the best decoration. And then, then um, some of our communities had pumpkin carving and pumpkin decorating contests mm -hmm. among the staff. And then, you know, the actual day of... Um, and the days leading up to it, people took it as an excuse to dress up into sometimes their alter egos and right. just hilarious. Like our, one of our medical directors um, dressed up as a superhero because in the caption below that was, we are fighting COVID up in here. That's great. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> and, you know, the staff, um, you know, it's so much fun when you know the backstory mm -hmm. of the, you know of the pictures and you know why why you know Donna Watson dressed up as Lucille Ball is just hilarious and right. you know uh, it's just so much fun and and as you can tell I just thoroughly en enjoyed the task of of going through all the pictures to decide <laughs> which yeah. pictures we'd highlight it was it was a fun fun part of the week yeah, I, I and I think year in year out, and this it appears this year is no exception. I, I'm just always amazed at the creativity and the quality of the costumes that come out. Oh, it is, and this year, you know, I you and I've talked about this. Sometimes I think you need a creative outlet, and yep. I think as evidenced by the costumes and the fact that we haven't lost our creativity, I think people are using uh, a Halloween costume as a way to express themselves so it's it is fun to see right and even the pumpkin carvings down at ECH are amazing they are they are and we had you know a costume parade at Dupree I mean just again we had one of the pictures that I'm highlighting this week is um, one of our staff at the cottages dressed up as a scary monster and Brian literally when I opened up the email and saw it I jumped. <laughs> and so I asked the staff, you know, what was the re what was the resident reaction? And, you know, I we you and I both know the Dupree um, cottage residents very well. And half yep. of them just shook their head and said, there she goes again. She's crazy. Right. And the other half just couldn't stop laughing. So um, it was it was well worth the fun. So, yeah, well, again, Halloween always seems to be a special time year in year out for sure i'm so glad it is this year you know i really am yeah yeah we all need need reasons to celebrate and distract uh from exactly exactly from what's going on 
Well, also, you know, this time of year also brings out another special time uh, at uh, our communities, and that's that's Veterans Day. And, um, you know, I know in the past, you know, each community has different ways of celebrating, um, but it, it, it's really been an honor, I think, to celebrate with our veterans. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We, we have such a, a rich history, you know, so many different stories within our communities. Yeah, I think one of the, uh, I think, passion projects for our team, um, our creative director, Arlen Graham, creates a, uh, a booklet of our veterans. And uh, I, I've always found that so fascinating to learn so much from our residents about you know, their early lives and the sacrifices they've taken. And, you know, some, some you get a little more in-depth stories and some you kind of have those stoic individuals that maybe not talk a lot about it. They may kind of give some details of where they served and what they did. But I, I so enjoy going through those booklets year in, year out. I do too. I look forward to it. And again, you know, right now with where we're at, I'm looking forward to that just because I think it grounds us, don't you think? Yeah. Um, you know, we've said it on this podcast a number of times. It's, you know, it puts some things in perspective because for a lot of us, myself included, this is kind of the first kind of, you know, national global health, health emergency I've gone through. So right. um, relying on the wisdom of our elders is never a bad thing. Right. Well, I think there's that great parallel of the sacrifice that that they had to go through, particularly during World War Two, you know, where they were all chipping in for the better. And I think that goes along, you know, with your topics of those, as we've talked about before, you know, having to make those sacrifices to social distance and wear your mask and, you know, for the good of us all. So I think there's some good learnings from our residents there. For sure. For sure. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Well, kind of on the topic of, of COVID, I know last week we, we had kind of a heavy discussion about the direction uh, of the infections in our community is really increasing and, uh, you know, the impacts on our communities uh, and our staff, our residents, our families. Um, but I, I know this, you know, in between you and I and the, the rest of the servant leadership team have been just talking about this topic of resilience. And we've, we've talked about it before, but you've found some really good information that I, I think would be great for our listeners. And I was wondering if you could kind of go over that um, uh, today. Oh, I would love to. And I, I just have to give a little bit of context. So yeah. um, I, I, somebody very close to me that I care about greatly um, has had COVID and you know, it, it really has impacted me and my family uh, watching this play out. And between that situation, Brian, and I think the, the fallback, the it's getting darker. It's, mm-hmm. um, I know that that's something that I don't enjoy. Right. <laughs> you know? um, and as we said last last week, it's, it's a long road ahead yeah. um, where we are with the pandemic. So in full transparency, 
I went back and reviewed everything we've talked about resiliency and endurance and candidly, it was missing something for me personally. So this, this was very personal. I needed something to help me reframe where my head was, um, Mm -hmm. last seven days. And what, what I, my aha moment, Brian, was that we've given folks a lot of information, but it's didactic. It's, you know, educational. It's not my word actionable, right? Right, right. something that I can seek my teeth into. So I went searching for something that was actionable. And, you know, ironically, our leadership group just um, had uh, someone from the community come in and talk about, you know, resiliency and endurance. But again, it, it, mm-hmm. for me, it, it there's something missing. Right. And maybe it, you know me and the, the, the listeners know me. Yep. I am action oriented. I yeah. need plan. I need a grid. I need a model. (laughs) So I went searching for one and I didn't have to search far. Uh Um, uh, Somebody very close to me shared with me something that they came across from positive psychology. It's amazing. As soon as you ask for something, it just, it appears. I literally, the first person I asked, I need a model. They're like, Oh my goodness, this came to me in my inbox. I think it was meant for you. Right. And Brian, I know you, you've seen it. It is exactly what people like you and I have been searching for. Yeah. It takes all the good theory, all the good education, all the good, you know, book smart about resilience and makes it so practical. Yeah. And I'd like to share just a few ahas. The first aha is we have to name this thing called COVID right. as something that we don't want, mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't like. That right. we want to get through it as fast as we can, even though we have no control over it. Right. So the first step is to frame it in in the context of something like a death, like a divorce, like a serious illness. Yeah. Because by doing that, you give it the weight that it has on your life. Right. And and it's through. So that's the the one aha. We've got to name it. Yep. And then the second aha is that resiliency is not a trait that you either have or you don't have Mm -hmm. that resiliency is something that you can draw upon and we're all resilient. We've all demonstrated resiliency in our life. We've all gone through tough times and hardship. So this model, instead of saying, this is what you should do says, what have you done in the past that has worked for you? Right is powerful. Let me say it again. What in the past has worked for you? So Brian, your plan is going to look very different than my plan. Right. So it's a real simple framework. Imagine a grid, a three, or I'm sorry, a four quadrant grid Mm -hmm. and Y axis for those biology majors out there. (laughs) You know, quadrant one is supports. What's kept you upright? Right. Kept you upright. Uh, second quadrant strategies. What kept you moving? Right. Fake it till you make it. Right. Right. <laughs> what yep. kept you moving? Um, the third quadrant, uh, sagesty. What gave you comfort and hope? Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And then last quadrant, solution seeking. What are the behaviors that you showed? So it's essentially. 
calling upon something that was difficult that you got through. Right. For me, it was the death of my mother in 2018. Yeah. Probably the most difficult thing I've ever had to go through. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I'm going through it, Brian. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm healing. So, okay. What are the things in that situation that I did? What were the supports? What were the strategies? What Mm -hmm. were the sagacities that I used? What were the uh, uh, solution seeking behaviors? Right. And then because you framed it as high up on your life experience as a death or a divorce or an illness, what did you do? What, what are those things that you did that would be relevant now? Mm-hmm. And you kind of go back through the model one, two, three, four to right. say, these are the supports I need to call on. These are the strategies and so on and so forth. But it right. is simple, Yep. but it, as you and I were talking, it's so powerful because what it really says is we have it within us all to get through this, we just have to be intentional right. about how the past can help us get through this. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think as soon as I, you shared that with me, I, I recognized each and every category there and it could quickly identify, you know, when I've gone through some challenges uh, in my life, you know, what, what are some of those those things in each of those buckets. So it, I, I really, it, it really was a great framework that I, I, I could appreciate. And I think it's, you know, as with everything, just being able to kind of write it down right. um, and, and your point to name it, to call it out. I, I think there's, there's a lot to that. I, I really appreciated you sharing that and look, look forward to sharing that with, with the staff at the staff meeting coming up. Yeah. And, and you know what, it's, for me, it was like little things like somehow I had forgotten in the last three months how music can change my mood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it can. Yeah. um, So one of my tasks that I'm doing, um, my daughter challenged me to, I guess she heard me singing when she was Mm. here in town and I'm not very good at it. And I I typically don't know the words. So one of my activities is I am playing a song that I enjoy, that empowers me, that makes me feel strong Mm -hmm. over and over and over again until I know every lyric. Wow. I know. And it's so much fun. It's absolutely so much fun. And I I look forward to it. It's like, oh, I got to sing my song. (laughs) Well, you'll be ready for karaoke next time. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. When we can do that again. Oh, I would love to. That is one of my, how did you know? That's one of my favorite things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and again, I think, you know, in, in my experience, you know, sometimes these things are, you know, very immediate uh and and sometimes they go they move on so it's important to kind of remember and keep those things I, you know as i was going through a divorce several years ago and you you spoke about those strategies where are those things keeping moving and for me you know having order uh and, and cleaning and routine was so important because it it did stretch out over a few years um but it really helped me maintain as an example, um, to, to, to keep moving. Um, so I, I just love that framework. My, my hope is that, uh, when 
our, our staff, um, you know, can just take a nugget from mm-hmm. it. And to your point about writing it down or sharing it, there's an mm-hmm. accountability piece. So, right. you know, I, I've, I have a couple partners that I'm kind of sharing mine and we're kind of working through it together because I just feel like that too is a great strategy to kind of, you know, understand that we're not alone and that we can, we can even connect on our resiliency plan. Right. Right. Which is, um, can be very powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, that, that last, that solution seeking is so important because it, you know, cause that's that actionable. Okay. You know, you, you faced it, but okay. Now, how am I pushing through it? What are those actions or behaviors? And I, I, you've always been so good at that, but again, to, to, to write that down and, and kind of provide that framework for folks, I think is really, really helpful. So I, well, I'm hoping they enjoy it. I, I enjoyed, it's kind of one of those things that you do for yourself. Right. Then when you find something for yourself, you want to share it because, you know, this may not be as helpful to others as it is to you and me, but I have to believe that many, many people just need, you know, almost a roadmap at this point yeah. to yeah. say, like, like oh, the recipe, you know, I, I need to do this. I know I need to do it. I just need a tool to make it happen. Right. Right. Well, Laura, thank you so much for sharing this. Uh, I hope it's as helpful for everyone as it is, has been for me to kind of go back over and uh, we'll look forward to, to catching up again next week. I'm looking forward to it, Brian. Thank you. Well, Brian, it's always good to hear about Halloween. You know, my uh, daughters are born on Halloween, so that's become a favorite holiday for me. Typically, I spend Halloween time um, with the residents at Dupree Cottages, so that didn't happen this year. But uh, it was good to hear those traditions went on um, despite COVID. Yeah, I, if there's one holiday ERS really knows how to do right, I think it's Halloween. The, co- the, the just the the creativity and the costumes and the pumpkin carving contests, um, as as Laura talked about, um, it's really you know a, a really fun to kind of celebrate that. And of course, resiliency—that's another theme that um, I never get tired of hearing about. I'm I'm glad that people are staying resilient on the on the staff and and also within the resident communities. Yeah, yeah. As we go into the to, to the winter months, and as Laura talked about, you know, the infection rates are growing, and you know. I think back in June or, or May, she was talking about being in a marathon, but not quite always knowing where we're at. And so I think having practical tools and, and what she shared is really helpful for residents, staff, and our community. So I appreciated her sharing that. Absolutely. Well, our next segment is uh, my interview with Mary Johnson. Uh, Mary is a resident at Dudley Square at the Episcopal Church home. So we'll point our microphone south uh, from here in Cincinnati. And here's my interview with Mary. So I'm here with uh, one of our residents from Dudley Square at the Episcopal Church home, Mary Johnson. Mary, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. Enjoy being here. Yeah, th- thanks so much uh, for joining us. And uh, 
think as always, we like to start out our, our interviews with just a check-in and to see how you're doing. We're about what, seven months into COVID-19 and we've been under a lot of restrictions and ups and downs. And how are you handling everything? Well, actually, I think uh, all things being said, I think we're doing remarkably well, given that, uh, you know, obviously our lives are more constricted than they had been. And uh, like you and I were talking about a little earlier, Brian, uh, one of the things my husband Robert and I did a lot uh, was go out to dinner. And mm-hmm. we went out to dinner with friends uh, once a week, probably sometimes more than once a week. Uh, right. And, I, and sometimes we uh, just... Uh, went out for fun sometimes we did it my husband has i think i told you he he has a weekly column in the alternative weekly and we also have a website with restaurant reviews so that's partly right. his job but right. it's partly because we love being out with people and that's been very hard yeah. um but aside from that we have always both of us have been uh, i would say very self-sufficient um mm-hmm. And we are our work, you know, now we're mostly retired, not entirely retired, moving yeah. toward being retired. But we have always worked out of our homes anyway. We work mostly on our computers. So that, of course, hasn't changed. And um, it's also been easier to conduct, you know, the Zoom meetings. And right. it's a different way. But in some ways, our lives certainly have not changed as much as many people with COVID. And we're very grateful for that. And of course, we're you know, we have our panoply of masks and we have our hand sanitizers and right. we don't go out very much. Right. But, uh, well, and, and just to give a plug and, and I want to ask you a little bit about this since you mentioned it earlier, but you, you, you mentioned that the, the review website that you have, you said it was louisvillehotbites.com. Is that that's correct? It. That is correct. Yes. Right. And, and you said that the way that's shifted is while you were going out maybe once a week now, now it's more, uh, delivery or curbside pickup, things like that, that you're, yeah. you're still able to do it. Yes. In fact, yeah, we, we pretty much have to do it because, you know, he has to fill that weekly slot, but, but that's worked out too. It's very interesting to see uh, the restaurants that have learned better to accommodate curbside right. pickup and mm-hmm. those, and it's very sad to the restaurant industry is one of the industries that is very hard hit by COVID. Yeah. And it's going to get really rough in the winter because, you know, you really can't eat outdoors as much as some people may think you can in right. the winter. So right. I don't know what's going to happen. So I think in a way, um, I'm hoping that the restaurants can continue doing yeah. the curbside stuff, which is what we've been using. So Sure, sure, and 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 it also sounds like you had also mentioned you're 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 such a techie at heart yourself. So picking up the Zoom meetings and kind of being able to be engaged online uh, has been very natural for you. Right. It, yes, it has, Brian. And uh, in fact, I would say that uh, I always tell people I'm an email person. I think that's a generational thing. People text all the time, and uh-huh. but I do email and. Uh, you know, I have some very long conversations with people on email. And, uh, and so that's, that's been a help, you know, we carry on conversations and mm-hmm. back and forth. And I have to say, I'm very busy. I don't, I do not find, uh, mm-hmm. I don't find a lot of downtime. Sometimes I wish there were a little more downtime. Yeah. And I think I know the few times that we talked this week, as we were connecting, you know, one time you were out walking and I think the other time I caught you right after you had gone out for your walk. So you're obviously staying active. Walking is one of the things that I think, um, 
you know, it's been a rough time, not just with COVID, but everybody, you know, with the politics. So we'll just say yeah. it's time. You need to have times to decompress. And sure. uh, there's some really nice uh, parks around. In fact, there's we did not know this when we first moved here, but there's a park very, very close to Dudley. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I mean, you can walk to it in five minutes. And we try to get, we try to take a walk every day. I yep. think that's important. And there's some wonderful wetland parks a little further. So it's, uh, you know, and you get out in nature and nature really helps you. Nature yeah. does help you. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know for myself, my wife and I have gone out and uh, started fishing this summer Oh my know, goodness! in lieu of going out and doing all that social stuff. And um, that's been so uh, rejuvenating. And so you're getting ways. your own food, right? There you go. <laughs> well, we've been, we've been, it's catch and release where we've been yeah. going, but, uh, okay. um, but, uh, it, 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 you know, it's almost like being able to meditate and clear yep. your mind and just, just get out. Yep. So I'm glad you're enjoying getting out yep. of the parks yep. as well. It's a big thing. Yeah. So, okay. so Mary, I, you know, it sounds like you've had a, some great adventures uh, with your husband. We were talking a little bit, you, you'd lived in the New York area at one point, but are, are there any past situations or, or crisis or, or maybe national crisis that, that you and, and your husband have kind of drawn upon to get through COVID-19? Any, anything you can share with us and our listeners? Well, I think that probably in a way, uh, I gave that some thought. I know you, you had asked me about that later. Sure. I, we have both been uh, very interested in uh, political and national life all our lives. And mm-hmm. I, I think one of the things that has helped us through all of this is, in a way, being our age, we have seen a lot of things uh, change and you know things go in cycles. Yep. Whether it's political or now, of course, we've never been in an epidemic, but yeah. it, it's sort of like the this too will pass. Right. And and we sort of remind ourselves of that. And it, it's it's like any couple, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll be very, um, uh, what's the word I want? I will be very calm about things and Robin uh-huh. will be all like, oh, oh, this is terrible. And I will say, you know, this is fine. It's going to be OK. And then, of course, then we'll switch roles. Right. right. So I and also think I think having being having two people in a in a house is good at this time because i think it's very hard on people yeah living by themselves a lot of people i know friends of mine but sure. yeah we we sort of uh, support each other and uh we do we do believe no matter what that it will it will pass and we tell each other the chinese proverb which is may you live in interesting times that's the chinese curse <laughs> so we know about that and these are indeed interesting yeah. times they're extremely interesting the last couple of days. So oh we, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we were talking a couple of days after the election. Yes, and, uh, we're still waiting on counts and things like that. Just and you know, one of the best things that I have found to do is to either read a novel, of which mm-hmm. I have plenty, uh-huh. or to work in my garden. We mm-hmm. didn't talk about gardening, but that is another thing that I we have oh. been very blessed with the particular house that Joanne had for available for us when we moved in here. And right. it has a great big yard yep. and uh, a lot of room. We've got a raised bed for vegetables and oh, wow. we've been able to put in some perennials and, and I just love gardening. And I yeah. think it, it, it's, 
I was going to say it's grounding, which is sort of a pun, but right. it is it is grounding, and yeah. uh, so that has helped us get through. Um, and you and you have that all right around your patio area, right? Yeah, on, well, your backyard, a, right? Yeah, it's really a backyard. We're we're in an interesting layout at Dudley, um, mm-hmm. where some of the backyards are larger than others, and we got a larger one, so we're very wow. happy with that. Very happy. Well, that's great. Well, so you know, thanks for sharing that. So, so, you know, imagine now when the pandemic is over, you know, maybe in six months, uh, maybe a year, I guess we just don't know yet, we don't but, know. Mm-hmm. but what, what are you looking forward to? I, I know you talk about your, you know, getting out to res- restaurants before, but are, what, what, what things are you looking forward to once life gets back to normal? Well, I think, I think, as you know, I think the being out with friends is the, um, the big thing I, I miss being with a group of people that we can share a lot with that's you can yeah. do that online and you can do it on zoom but it's it's there's something about being social people and being together and i yeah. miss my church now our church has sure. a very nice uh uh i guess it's a facebook live production every yeah. sunday that we attend but it's not the same brian it's not yeah. the same as being in a large group and uh i guess right. if i have to say the one thing is being back with my church community is, is the thing that I look forward to the most. Right. And I think you said you were uh, members of the St. Matthew's. Yeah. St. Matthew's Episcopal. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is a pretty big congregation and a beautiful building, a beautiful sanctuary. Yeah. I've been there. It is certainly very, very nice. With all the windows and all. And Uh and of course you can see that on Facebook, but it's not the same. But yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, that, you know, that one-on-one engagement with your neighbors and, and your community members is right. so important and right. we we miss that my wife my family certainly miss that as well so well mary thank you so much for coming on our show we really appreciate it and maybe we'll have to catch up here in a, a few months again um just just to check in after the great. winter months that would be great i would love to talk again thank great. you for having me on Well, Brian, that was a a really nice interview with Mary Johnson, and I was also tickled to know that Mary took the time to read some of our podcast transcripts, which I don't know if all of our listeners know that we're we're posting those as well. Maybe that's another way for people to enjoy um, what we're trying to create here with our with our guests. Yeah, I I found that really interesting. You know, she was a freelance writer, her husband was a journalist, and, uh, you know, she wanted to get a good feel of how we did the interview and be so she could be prepared to, to do the podcast. So I thought that was a fun, fun little fact. And, and, you know, she's very active. Uh, She walks regularly. In fact, when I first spoke with her the other day, uh, she was on a walk. And uh, so, uh, you know, remaining active and and uh, it, it was a pleasure to uh, get to know Mary a, a little bit more. So with that being said, uh, that's our latest issue or episode of the Linkage Podcast by Episcopal Retirement Services. For more information about us, you can visit our website at episcopalretirement.com. We have lots of great content, including our Linkage online blog, resources to learn more about aging and the services we offer, and much, much more. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube to see what's going on within our ERS and our communities. And if you have any questions or feedback for us, please email email us at info at erslife.org. We love hearing from our listeners. 
The Linkage Podcast is produced by Kristen Davenport and Brian Reynolds. Fiasha Davis is our associate producer, and our technical director is Michelle Hain. I'd like to thank our guests today, including Stephen Fox and Mary Johnson, and a special thanks, as always, to our president and CEO, Laura Lamb. On behalf of myself, Brian Reynolds, and Kristen Davenport, thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to our podcast next week. Thanks so much, Kristen. You bet, Brian. Looking forward to it. 